Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown, and they're going to shut their doors for good as of April 9th. So make sure you go down there, say goodbye, and have a good time. It's going to be a great place, great environment up until the end. Also, thanks to 1876 Apparel. It's a Colorado company, and they're partnered up with me. So we're giving you a chance to get some really cool Colorado merch. Click on the link below in the de- in the description. And if you get something from the DeHuff's picks, that's going to go back into the DeHuff merch fund. And basically, I'm going to use that money to upgrade the merch for the DeHuff Uncensored podcast. And you know what? I'm going to give back. I'm I'm a giver. I am. It's what I do. I do. And uh, basically, I'll come out with some new merch here shortly, uh, as long as you guys get the ball rolling with that. And, um, you know, some other things that could happen. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? By the way, I get this a lot. And it's, I'll, I'll just put it out here on the podcast. If you're looking to have me and you partner up as a sponsorship deal with you and your company, send an email to Brian, that's Brian with a, a Y, at Mile High Sports. Tell them you want to be a, you're interested in, in uh, you know, a podcast sponsorship with this pod, pa- podcast. And then um, he'll, he'll walk you down the lane and see if it's the right move for you. But again, Brian at milehighsports.com, and that's Brian with a wine. So I get that a lot, and I just wanted to put that out there. Hey, guys, uh, before we get into headlines, we've got a lot of listener interaction. The mailbag is jam-packed. Can't wait to get into that. I had to tell you this because the other day we were talking about bad drivers, right, and especially in school zones. So literally the next day, so yesterday morning I drop off my kids, I'm I'm waiting before traffic, you know, so it calms down before I leave cuz I was like I don't I'm not in a rush to get anywhere, so I'm just going to just sit here, let the, the let the traffic go and then I'll wait. So I so it's time for me to to leave because there's hardly any traffic. Turn on my blinker to to get off the curb essentially. And there's a car, but it's like way back. It's this gray like minivan and I've turned on my blinker merge into traffic next thing I know I hear the lady that was driving that minivan just laying on her horn I'm like what the fuck is she doing and I look in my rear view and she's like shaking her hands like like ah! <laughs> like her I don't I'm, I, I was just in complete awe because it's not like I cut her off because it quickly, I'm like, I didn't cut her off. What the hell is her problem? And next thing I know, she's like right up on my ass. So I, I'm guessing what happened is she's late either to dropping off her kid to either this school or the school right next to it, or she's late for work, or she's just a bitch. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. It's one of those options. You let me know. A, B, or C. Probably C. <laughs> So she's like flipping out, honks the horn, honks it again. And I'm like, what in the fuck? And as I, I, so she honked it once. I look in my rear view and she's flipping out. 
She honks it again a little bit longer, and I'm like, bullshit. I'm not going to deal with this crap. I hit the brakes, turn around, and she's just like flipping out still, and she's making like eye contact with me because I'm looking through my car, uh, back windshield, and I look at her, and she's flipping out, and I go, knock it the fuck off! It's so stupid. She probably didn't hear me, but she could read my my body language and, and my my lips, I guess. But here's what's funny that I didn't realize was happening. So as she's freaking out, honking her horn at me, she had her cell phone in her hand. Big shocker. Unsafe driver. And she, as I do that... She, I don't know if I had the look of, of Satan himself on my face or what, but she like bobbles. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. She like bobbles the micro or the microphone. She bobbles her cell phone and it just like falls to the ground or something. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is her problem? And she stopped. She stopped. Now, that being said, she had another 50 to 100 feet where she had to be behind me. And I'm just the rest of the day, I'm like, is she going to report me for, like, road rage, even though she's the one that started it? I, I was totally prepared for that. I was so prepared for that. I had to go to the grocery store that later that day, and I'm like, am I going to come home and my wife's all the cops are at the door? What'd you do? <laughs> I told you not to yell at people. Ah, oh, so bizarre. I, the only thing I can think of, she was running late. But there was no reason for her to honk at me. And it, it just... I I. I guess in a sense, I put her in her place. But that being said, would I have done that if it was a giant man in there? Probably, yes, because it, it's unnecessary. My God. All you sexist people out there are like, well, would you say that to a man? Huh? Yeah, I would. Don't be a dick and honk your horn at me for no fucking reason. If I would have cut her off, yes, yes. Go, go right ahead, fucker. Oh, so irritating. Speaking of angry people, my wife made me angry. <laughs> she made me angry, kind of. She spoiled a perfectly good lie that I told my son. The other day, my son was joking around, and he kind of pretended to hit me in the stomach. And I, of course, flex. And I'm like, Argh! you can't. I was like, you can't break steel. Not with those hands. Right? And he's all, you don't have abs. I said, I do. They're just hidden. <laughs> okay? And then he's all, have you, Dad, seriously, have you ever had abs? And I said, yeah, Jackson, I have had abs. Uh, not too long ago. Okay? Right before you were born, I had, you know, <laughs> and I like, you know, obviously stretched the truth. And I'm like, yeah, I had abs. It was, you know, pretty cool. And then later that night, and my dad, and by the way, my son was just like, oh, that's cool. I was, he's all, how'd you get him? I said, working out, eating right, you know, getting enough sleep, all that stuff. So start, you know, getting enough sleep and, and you know, eating, not, don't eat junk food, blah, 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 all that stuff. And he's like, okay. And he's like, all set. He's like, this is good. I'm going to get abs, <laughs> which is ridiculous. He's, he's going to be 10. <laughs> Anyway, so later that night, my son is sitting next to my wife, and he just in passing says, well, dad used to have abs. And my wife goes, when did you have abs? <laughs> You've never had abs. And I'm just like looking at her like, really? Come on. 
he he had me up on a pedestal like I was this Greek god at one point. And he's like, yeah, sure, the mighty have fallen, but at one time, he was mighty. And then she fucking popped that balloon. Pop! Everywhere. Thanks. Thanks, honey. My kid thought I was great for one moment, and you ruined it. I'm kidding. But it was funny. I was just like, really? Seriously? Come on. <laughs> just pretend. And I kind of did have abs. Kind of. Kind of. It's very close. Very close. I was, on the, I was on the brink of having abs when I did endorsements for a company called LA Boxing, which is just, you know, kind of an aerobic boxing setup. And you fucking shred so many calories in an hour. It's like a thousand plus cal- calories depending on what you put into it. And I was doing that like almost on a daily basis for a while before I had kids. And I was, I, you drop weight quick and it was, it was nice. Didn't quite have abs, but you could almost see them. There was a glimmer of hope right there. Anyway, according to my son, I had washboard abs. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, we, the, the washer broke. So what did I do? I just took off my shirt and just scrubbed, scrubbed all the clothes on my tummy. Anyway, you know what we need to do? <laughs> let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> do you hate the seller or the buyer? It's one of these stories again. You can now buy Robert Downey Jr.'s used chewing gum. It was when he got his star on the Walk of Fame, and apparently he jokingly spit out the gum, and then somebody came upon it and is now going to sell it on eBay. The bidding stops, I believe, on April 1st, ironically, April Fool's Day, because if you buy this, you are a fool. The asking price, as of right now, is $40,000. If he sells this, if this guy sells this used chewing gum for 40000 or more, bravo to him. And shame on the buyer. Because he could have just grabbed any miscellaneous piece of gum. Now, he may have seen the footage where he, the gum comes out and, 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 you know, sees where he put it. But that being said, it could have been a similar color and it could have been chewed by him. Now the guy's like, you can you can go ahead and get this DNA tested. Well, that means you need cooperation from Robert Downey Jr. So who the fuck is going to do that, you dumbass? But somebody's going to be out there and buy it. I I would almost guarantee that somebody buys this. Somebody just just has it that, that likes shitting away money. Is there a celebrity out there that you would consider buying something like this from? You know, Garth Brooks, you know, maybe it's his used bubble gum or uh, it's a cigarette butt from somebody else or or whatever. Is there anything that you would pay money 40000 plus for? I can't think of anything like that. There's nobody that I really think is that great that I'm like, you know what I need? I need to spend $40,000 on that. Maybe it's because I don't have $40,000 to just shit away. Maybe if I had disposable income. But that being said, if that was $4, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy a used chewing gum 
from any celebrity for $4, let alone $40,000. That's ridiculous. But if this guy can sell it, good for him. Tip of the cap to you because you should be in sales if you're not already. Because if somebody's going to pay for it, go ahead and sell it, I guess. It's not hurting anybody, but my God, $40,000. I really hope he sells it in a sense because that's just mind-blowing. I feel like these stories come in waves because for months we hadn't had any. Then we had one the other day about somebody sticking a glass up their butt. And now an unnamed patient who's right around 40 years old went to the hospital complaining of pain and saying he was unable to walk but couldn't because of all the massive discomfort. The medical staff was very confused, not really sure what was going on. So they decided to do some x-rays. And what did they find? A large foreign object inside the guy's rectum. The man, who is from Colombia, was then sedated so doctors could remove the item. And they quickly discovered, what was it? It was a cucumber. Oh, my God. Hold, hold on. I need a sound effect on that one. Ready? It was a cucumber. Oh, my God. Who wants salad? <laughs> Could you imagine being the doctor pulling out a cucumber out of somebody's butt? And then you realize, uh, you know, you're hungry after the surgery. And then you're like, do I get a salad or you know what? No, we're going we're going burger today. I cannot look at a cucumber. No. So this is what the guy said. He's like, I don't know how it got there. Of course, he says that. He posed the theory that the cucumber may have grown in his digestive system from a seed as, well, you know what? He, he said he eats a lot of cucumbers. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's not how it works. Not how it works. I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to go ahead and say that guy's wrong. Could you imagine that conversation, sir? Okay, we found the cucumber. This is the cucumber. Whoa, boy. That is a massive cucumber, sir. Uh, do you know how this got in there? Because they, they know. They know how it got up there. Sir, how did this cucumber get up your rectum? Oh, gosh. That's, that's a tricky one. I've, I have no idea. Maybe I fell. Oh, I know what it is. I, uh, I am a bit of a fan of cucumbers. <laughs> I eat them all the time. So well, what logically must have happened is I ate so many that a seed got suck, stuck in my rectum. And next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, um, uh, you, you know, it grew in my, my rectum. Sir, there's plenty of things wrong with that. One, you don't get sunlight there. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll correct you on that one. I, I am a big fan of sunbathing uh, in the nude. It Well, how's the how is the sun getting up there, sir? Well, I like to use those spreaders. Anyway, I took it too far. I took, I took the reenactment too far. I'm sorry. It gave you a nasty visual. It did. You're like, is he going to stop? Is he going to stop? For the love of God, stop. <sighs> Enjoy that cucumber salad later today. Is this cucumber? Fuck, dog. Fuck you, dog. Uh, speaking of food, Aramark provides the concessions for Coors Field. 
And they just released some brand new main courses, desserts, etc. for the stadium, which is cool. You got baseball starting up and uh, the home games officially start up at Coors Field, I believe, next week. So it's it's exciting. People are very excited to go to a baseball game and lose interest by the fifth inning and then, you know, just drown their sorrows in food and beer. Right. That's what we do. That's the American pastime for you. Anyway, these are the new items. And I got to tell you, they sound really good. Barbecue chicken and mac sandwich featuring pulled chicken with barbecue sauce and white cheddar macaroni and cheese on a brochet bun. Is that brochet? Is that how you say it? I don't know. It sounds delicious. Then there's a beef steak empanadas featuring chimichurri aioli with a lime wedge. They got monster nachos. Not really sure what goes into those. They didn't say. Then mustard, or no, it says mustache pretzel. I'm wondering if they miswrote that and it's supposed to be mustard. (laughs) Otherwise, it's a hairy pretzel. That's just weird to me, a mustache pretzel. (laughs) I'll have one of those, please. The Doritos Walking Nacho will feature Dorito chips, green chili queso, jalapenos, and pico de gallo with a choice of carnitas or chicken tinga. That sounds really good. Desserts. The berry waffle cone will be filled with raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, and ricotta cannoli filling with a lemon rind garnish. Oh, God. Then peach chimis is whipped cream cheese, sliced peaches, cinnamon sugar mix, caramel syrup, and whipped cream in a flour tortilla. Oh, God. I've never heard of something like that, and it sounds delicious. Now, here's the other interesting thing in regards to concessions at Coors Field. They got new technology that's going to aim to ease the wait times at the stadium. Amazon's Just Walkout technology at Section 105 is going to allow guests to walk into the concession stand, grab their desired food, and then walk out. The technology automatically registers uh, items fans take off the shelves and payment is processed as they exit the stand. So I'm guessing you have to have the account set up, obviously. It's not going to just like all of a sudden be like, it's going to access your credit card. You actually have to set this up prior. Now, so those all sound good. I'm excited. I reached out to the Rockies via uh, social media. <laughs> I'm like, this needs to happen. I need to get a taste test. Okay, please. Do what you got to do. I want to eat it. Please. I'll do a video out there. Maybe I'll drag Kip along, and then it'll be fun. But this is uh, the reaction to the post about the new food. This comes in from Matt. When, when your on field product is garbage. You have to get people to the to the stadium somehow. I wonder if the empanadas will be, <laughs> beat the over on 500. <laughs> That's funny. Michael, meanwhile, in Power Field, we've got beer and gas station nachos. They do need to upgrade the food over at Empower Field. I believe that will happen if not this year, next, but I gotta. I I have a feeling it's gonna happen this year. I, I in in that that survey that we were talking about that had to have been in there. You would think. 
I didn't get a list of all the questions, but you would think that food would have been in there because that's a huge part of going to the game. Nate wrote, going to be tough to top that Philly cheesesteak fries from last year. That sounds amazing. I have, do I, have a, I didn't go to a Rockies game last year, so I have no idea what the Philly cheesesteak fries were. And I got to be honest, that sounds amazing. I love cheesesteaks and I love fries. That's, that's beautiful. A different Matt wrote in, it would probably be cheaper to have dinner at a nice steakhouse and the baseball would probably be better too. In all honesty, all joking aside, you're probably right. You'd, it would probably be better to go to a steakhouse that had a TV on <laughs> watching the different games other than the Rockies because the Rockies always tend to slide after a month of baseball. Then next thing you know, they're, they're just trash. But it would probably be cheaper to go somewhere else because you're just it's just so expensive to eat at a stadium. Coach Max wrote in, it would be nice for them to do a deal of the day, something under 10 bucks and a mini Coors light can, like eight ounces or something like that. Like, absolutely. This needs to happen, Rockies. And this is what you call it. The uncensored combo in in regards for me, because Coach Max and I are essentially uh, pushing this. Coach, you don't get any credit other than this moment right here. But otherwise, I'm going to take all the credit in the world for this. Okay? This is the uncensored combo proposal for Coors Field. Ready? It's blue cheeseburger with sautéed onions and pickles. And then obviously on the side, you can add your own ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, etc. If you want to add that. I added fries, but maybe that's too much. But also beer or a soda. All for the great price of $9. Now, if you get those three items, and let's say they approve this, they're like, absolutely, brilliant idea, DeHuff. Eh, That would be $3 an item. That's a really good deal. And I got to be honest, as somebody that knows the price points for all these, you're still making a profit, okay? Coors Field, you're still making a profit on this deal. You know I'm right. (laughs) You are. And listen, Maybe I'm slightly off. Jack it to 10. And if you got three items for $10, one of which is a beer, you're going to have a lot of happy people at the stadium. So something to consider, Rockies, is doing a deal, special special deal. Certain concession stand is going to have the, the uncensored combo. Make sure you get to section whatever for the uncensored combo. Blue cheeseburger, sautéed onions, and pickles. Fries, beer, or soda. All for nine bucks. You would have a line going crazy. Hey, I'm an ideas guy, okay? You're welcome. What you do with it, that's up to you, okay? I'm just trying to make you guys better, okay? I can't do anything about the the on-the-field product, but what I can do is help you sell food and sell beer. You're welcome. I have a gift. And I just gave it to you. Do what you want with it, okay? Hey, we got the mailbag coming up next. And it's a good one. It is a good jam-packed mailbag that's coming up. But first, make 2023 the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. There's no fancy computer algorithms. No guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. 
Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So go ahead, download the Superbook Sports Colorado app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> okay, this comes in from Matt on Twitter. Twitter? Twitter? God, I'm stupid. My nose is stuffy. I blame it on that. He wrote, why do bands think it's acceptable to play to tracks and lip sync? Worse, why do so many fans not notice or even care? That is a great point. People are so distracted by a lot of the bands that go up there or musicians, I should say, that go up there. And they're they're just more focused on the distraction of dancing. And I, it, it's, you, it makes us sound really old, Matt, when we say this, but I'm a huge fan of songs that I can understand. Now, there are some current songs uh, that I like that I can understand. I don't give a shit about dancing on the fucking stage. I love going to a concert that maybe the artist is interactive with the, the audience don't fucking dance around. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> that is so dumb. I got a shitty song. I'm going to dance, dance, dance. Look at me. Look at my dancers. Yeah, shitty song. To me, that's all that is. I'm not a musician. I'm not. But going back to what Matt said, why are you doing a concert if you're lip syncing it? If you're not going to actually sing the song, I might as well be at home listening to the same song that I got off of Amazon or wherever the fuck, or I can stream it anywhere. I might as well be doing that at home, in the comfort of my own home, wearing pajamas, eating snacks. Why do you want to rip people off and charge an arm and a leg to go to a concert where you're not even in putting in full effort? That that bugs the shit out of me. I want to go to a concert and hear the musicians sing, and I want to hear their voice kind of fuck up every now and then because it's strained from being on the road. I like that. I like that because I know it's really them down there actually singing and putting in an effort. If it sounds too clean, there's a reason for it. It's because it's all recorded, and it's not really them. And if they're dancing around, allegedly singing, and their voice isn't getting fucked up, when they're like, that don't impress me much. <laughs> like, I don't know why I sang Shania Twain. <laughs> anyway, the, if you don't hear their voice get screwed up while they're dancing around, it's because they're lip syncing. And, that, and that's... That's an embarrassment to music. Sing the song. How about, if anything, you just walk around the stage every now and then run around. I hate to always bring them up, but if you see them in concert, you know why. If you've ever seen them in concert. Garth Brooks, one of the best showmen for a concert. And when I went to the last concert 
here at Empower Field. It was right before the pandemic, and he was he was there. And there was so many people that weren't the stereotypical country fans. They just show up. There was a guy with a giant mohawk. There's all these like metal fans. They go to the concert because they know it's going to be a good show. But he doesn't go around dancing. He interacts with the audience. And he's singing. It just bugs the shit out of me. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been to, you know, like I said, Garth Brooks. I've seen him twice. Saw Kings of Leon at least once. And, like, I, I appreciate musicians that sing. Not people that just run around dance. Back in my day, the song was all about the music and the words. Not the dancing and the hip-hop and the explosions. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Eric in Arvada wrote, is, is a Pop-Tart, toaster strudel, ravioli the same thing? No. <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's it's something encasing a, a treat, essentially, inside. But no, Eric. I guess in a weird sense, yes, you're right. They're they're the same same thing when when you look at it from a very basic conversation of it's it's something edible. It's all completely edible, and it is encasing something. There's something on the outside that is encasing something condensed in the middle. So I guess in a sense you're right. Yes, but no. Yes, but no. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, John on Twitter wrote, Team Altitude or Team Xfinity? Fuck them both, if you ask me. I was actually thinking about this, John, because if you don't know, there's a whole battle going on where if you live in Colorado and if you have Xfinity cable, you cannot watch the Colorado Avalanche or the Denver Nuggets on TV. You can't because they are blacked out due to a contract dispute between Altitude, which carries all the Nuggets games. Their Altitude is owned by Cronky Sports, which owns the, the Avs and Nuggets. But anyway, so there's a contract dispute, so you can't watch the games on Xfinity. So who's at fault? This has been going on for, I believe, almost three years now. And... The teams are really good. The, the Colorado Avalanche just won the Stanley Cup last season. And they're really fucking good and really fun to watch. But unless you have a different uh, network to watch them on, you, you, you just can't do it. So who's at fault? Nobody's really admitting one side or the other. I've talked to people behind the scenes and both are pointing the finger at the at the other. I talked to Vic Lombardi on this podcast last year, I want to say. I talked to him, and obviously he's team altitude because he works for the Avs and Nuggets with altitude, and that makes sense. I guess. I guess if I'm going to point the finger at who is more to blame, the fan base should be more pissed off at who should that be? Team Altitude or Team Xfinity? I will tell you who. Team Altitude. You should be embarrassed. I'm sorry. I love a lot of people over at Altitude. 
whether it's Mark Mosier, Vic Lombardi, Scott Hastings, Tyler Columbus, all those guys over there, Josh Dover, you and your beautiful hair. Anyway, it's not them particularly. It's it's the higher-ups. And here's why. You are in charge of your team and making sure that the fans of your team, of your product, your job is to make sure that they get to experience that. Not just by attending games, but by having the ability to sit at home and watch it on television. You should be doing whatever it takes to make sure that that happens. You are giving the middle finger to a large portion of your fan base by saying, hey, whoa, we'd like to work out a deal, but they won't work with us. We'll figure it out. Team Xfinity, yes, they're they're to blame too. But if I'm going to weigh this out, altitude's tipping the scale. They're way too heavy with liability in this situation. Xfinity, it's just another channel. And honestly, it's just another channel that doesn't generate a lot of revenue for them. It costs a lot of money for them to put it on there and then turn around when you when you hear about the numbers. I remember it from when this all started. It was there was hardly any people tuning into Altitude. And Xfinity threw that in the face of Altitude. Be like, you guys say all these people want to watch the game, but there's not that many people watching the game. Okay? So why would we why would we add you to the package why and you want us to pay less money or whatever the fuck it was xfinity is not the person that we should be mad at we should be irritated with altitude altitude listen like i said i love you i appreciate what you guys can do but what you're not doing is thinking about the fans the fans deserve to have the ability to watch the Avs and Nuggets, and you're not doing that. Bite the bullet, accept a, a deal, and get this shit over with. It's an embarrassment. It's more of an embarrassment for the Nuggets and the Avs. It's not an embarrassment, really, for Xfinity. Does that make sense, my, my side of this? Now, obviously, you can sit there and throw this back at Xfinity, but ultimately, think about what Xfinity is. Xfinity is a large company. Altitude is this small entity that doesn't want to work with this large company. And the way Xfinity looks at it is like, you aren't helping generate revenue for my large company, and you're wanting an even better deal you're this little nippy dog barking at my heels. No, we don't need to deal with that. Team altitude is, is the problem here. Now, apparently I'm never going to get a job at altitude. <laughs> you know, we liked you too about five minutes ago. Now, fuck you. I hope you burn in hell. I guys, do you see my point? that it's, it's more of an altitude issue. They're both being dicks about it. They're both being billionaires pissing over pennies. And at the end of the day, 
this is altitude that they should be more embarrassed and they should swallow their pride and get the shit done because you're fucking over your fan base. Xfinity doesn't have a fan base. People are still going to buy their product. It's just, it bugs me. This is more of an altitude issue than it is an Xfinity issue. John, I hope that answers your question. And I'm not going to run away from, you know, giving my opinion on that because it is altitude. Like I said, I have a lot of people that I know and I'm friends with over at Altitude, and they're great people. I suggest you listen to them. Altitude 92.5, a lot of great people there. But listen, that's not the point. The point is that Altitude should make, make a difference and make the move and just say, listen, this is about the fans. This isn't about us. So make that shit happen. Speaking of radio stations, I, I don't like to do this, but I, I feel kind of bad. And part of it is, I saw, did you see that the whole logo dispute has been settled between Denver Sports Radio, which is also 104.3 The Fan, and DNVR Sports? It's been settled, and I believe what the end result is, is Denver Sports is going to alter their, their logo and so it's not infringing on DNVR's logo that's been around for years. Well, here's what I feel bad about. I do and I don't. And every time there's an article written about the situation, guess whose tweet shows up on there? It's my tweet, and it's me going like, what the fuck? Did these two companies merge and we didn't know it? Holy crap. Looks a lot like DNVR's logo, something like that, right? And it's me slamming Denver Sports and 104.3 The Fan, my former company. I feel like a dick because if it just if I just tweeted it out and nobody really saw it other than the initial people, it would be fine. It's like the number one tweet that is in all these articles written about the, the whole dispute. And it's embarrassing to the people over at Denver Sports, right? I reached out to Denver Sports this morning, and I apologize. I was like, listen, I, I, I apologize if that made you upset that I tweeted that out and um, you know, kind of put you guys on blast. From my perspective, I'm just saying what everybody else is saying. Would I retract that? tweet? No. Am I going to delete the tweet? No. I said what I said. And listen, I wasn't the only one that thought the, the same thing, that this, the logos were similar. I feel bad that it went viral. <laughs> but no, I feel bad because I like Altitude. I love a lot of people over at Denver Sports. There's a lot of great people over there. Raj, James, uh, Mike, Mark, D-Mac, I guess, <laughs> Chad Brown, et cetera. A lot of great people. And, and I, I guess in a sense, me doing that kind of slapped them in the face and it was kind of an embarrassing thing. And that's not what I intended. But that being said, like, like I said, I'm not going to delete the tweet. I refuse to delete the tweet because it is what it is. But next time, do some more research on, <laughs> on the logos, right? Oh, I'm not helping my apology, am I? 
I I felt like a dick for that. I was like, I I like you guys more than I I like that conversation between the two logo disputes. I I I respect Raj, Sharon, and everybody else a little too much to to really continue on that. But it just makes it worse that like Nine News, Westward, and then some other company did it too. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, could somebody else pick a different tweet, please? But that goes to lazy journalism sometimes, sometimes. What they do is they go to an article that was already written, and they're like, I'll just use that tweet that was already embedded over there, just copy that or click on it, then get the embed code and put it into my article, stuff like that. That's what they do. It's just easier. And then maybe find a different, another one as well to add to it. So it's a slightly different. That's what a lot of companies do. Not all of them, but some of them do. So that's why you see a lot of the same tweets used over and over again. <laughs> but what I do like is Westward does not reference me as the former producer or former employee over at Bonneville in Denver Sports. They refer to me as Colorado podcaster. So I appreciate that. So thank you, Westward. I appreciate that. It makes me happy that you do that because you're, you're creating this separation. I've moved on. I've created my own path. Whether that leads me back to the fan or any other radio station, I don't know. But I'm not giving up on this thing because this thing is rocking and rolling and it's all because of you guys. You guys are amazing. I, I am just so in awe of how awesome my listeners are. I just read all those, all of those tweets from you guys today just from like one conversation. I love that. That's awesome. In fact, I got more coming in. Jesus. Jesus Christ. I told Ryan Edwards, the other thing that I want to start doing is making a push for me to throw out the first pitch for a Rockies game. What I will be doing if this, if I get the green light, let's say the Rockies call me today after the show and they're like, Duff, we want you to throw out the first pitch. It's going to be next month, whatever. On whatever particular day, May 5th or something like that. I'm like, okay, guess what I'm going to be doing almost every single day between now and then? I'm going to be bringing the heat, practicing throwing out a first pitch. I'm going to see exactly how far that they want me to throw it because you're not throwing from the mound, you're throwing beyond the mound. And I just want to make sure I get the right, you know, distance and stuff like that. And I'm going to get whoever I can on a regular basis to go out there. Grant, you're a baseball guy. You live down the road. Uh, maybe I'll get the neighbor neighbor kids too. I don't care. We are going to be playing catch, and I am going to bring the heat. That is my objective in life right now. My goal is that I will throw out a first pitch this season for the Colorado Rockies. Rockies, please make that happen. And I want at least a week to prepare so I can just Freaking nail that shit. And I always see these people like 50 Cent and, and whoever else just, just horrible. They just think, oh, I used, I threw a baseball once. I can do it. No, I'm going to go out there. I'm either going to screw with everybody and I'm going to throw sidearm, which I can actually throw really accurately with sidearm or, you know, do the classic pitch. But I am going to practice, okay? Practice, okay? And I'm going to fucking whip that shit down there. And maybe, maybe right as I 
release the pitch, I'm going to go, America! <laughs> and then, strike! And then everybody's going to look around and be like, oh my God, that kid's got talent. Let's sign him to the team. And then I'll flame out quickly because of booze. <laughs> and ultimately, a lack of talent. I don't know. That's my that's my goal. I told Ryan Edwards, who threw out a first pitch, I think it was last season for the Rockies. He did a decent job. It got close to the plate, I believe. He should be happy with what he did. I want to do that too. Come on, please. please. <sighs> All right, make it happen, please. Please, we need to sign a start a petition, right? The Huff needs to throw out a first pitch. Let's see. It would be great publicity for the podcast, right? Oh, my God. Then get all you guys out there. We'll get the DeHuff Uncensored section, and we'll I'll throw out the first pitch. Then I'll hang out with you guys, and we'll just get liquored up and eat a bunch of food at the Rockies game. That sounds like a plan. Let's do this. That is a, a beautiful day at the ballpark, if you ask me. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and if you can, give it a nice review wherever you're listening to it on the platforms. I know I know, Apple does that, and I don't think all of them do it, but you can give a review, at least give it like full stars, whatever. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado as well as Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Go check them out. They're closing their doors for good as of April 9th of this year. So go down there, say goodbye, and enjoy yourself at Blake Street Tavern. Also, thanks to 1876 Apparel. It's a Colorado company, and they're they're bonded with me. So click on the link that I put in the descriptions, and you and I could be supporting, obviously, 1876 Apparel, but you're also supporting me because a portion of the sales through the DeHuff's picks go to me, and that's going to go back into the podcast so we can upgrade the merch and all these other cool things. So thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Have an amazing day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.